Kings, this is Sharana Reeves, and you are listening to These Three Things Podcast, a podcast for women, where the conversation is about us, our relationships, and every area of our lives. This show is about unity, support, kindness, and keeping it 100% real. So we can rise up, move, we've got the victory, burn us Hey, queens. Hey, kings. And good people. This is the episode that you were supposed to get last Tuesday, but apparently my computer was hacked. My editing system was compromised. It was just a whole situation. So I really needed to take the week and go and get uh, new updated merchandise. Uh, I think the edit system that I was using was a good system but it allowed for someone to basically hack into my system and start deleting my episodes. I think it all happened with me opening an email on my website that someone has sent me and it allowed them to get into my computer and start deleting my episodes. So uh, I needed to get a new system, basically take the time to learn the new system so that I could come out and give a quality episode. So I am just going to run it as it was meant to be ran last week. Uh, Some of the dates will be a week off but you'll figure that out. The most important thing is that I hope that you guys will take interest and maybe follow or uh, check into some of the people that I like. Most of them you will know. I'd love to hear some of the people that you like, interesting people that I may have not heard of that do interesting things out here in the world that's worthy to be listened to or followed or read about. So please feel free to reach out to me and let me know the people that you like and why. So here's last week's episode, People That I Like and Why. Hey, queens, kings, and good people. I am Sharana Reeves. You are listening to These Three Things Podcast. And it's good to be back another week with a new episode of These Three Things. I wanted to do something a little different this episode and talk about some people that I like, people that I follow on various social medias, people that I listen to, new people that I've just gotten introduced to that I thought were share worthy. Maybe some of these people you have heard of and maybe some of them you haven't. So I'm going to share that with you in just a few minutes. But I do want to talk about last week's episode with 2021 Master Blender of the Year, Victoria Edie Butler. Okay, so I know the volume was bad. If you made it all the way to the end of the episode, I did address that. And I did say in the episode that once she and I had kind of decided that we were going to try to get together and do this face to face and do like a whole film it, sit and talk about everything face to face. We just kind of really threw the volume out the window because I actually had never really intended to share that. But as I was listening to it, I just really loved Victoria's energy and I wanted for you guys to know about her and her story and also to kind of set the stage for when we do have the episode where she and I get together and just talk more things about her legacy uh, as Nearest Green's great, great granddaughter. The fact that she spent all those years working for the federal government and then realized that she had a palate for whiskey and not only became the first black person to ever be 
a Master Blender of the Year, but also the first woman to become Master Blender of the Year. And some of you guys <laughs> are really hard on me. And it's okay because I get it. You know, everybody has an opinion. Everybody has a critique. And I don't mind critiques. I mean, I was a college basketball coach for 20 years. So uh, being critiqued and critiquing is kind of goes hand in hand. So you got to be able to take it as well as you can dish it out. And I definitely can take it. And I did hear you guys. I did talk over her sometimes. I find that I do that. I really am working on pulling back. Sometimes when I'm super excited to talk to a guest, I will be so excited. I'll be talking. I'm learning. I'll get better. My microphone was loud based on how it was recorded. Hers was not. I addressed the volume situation. So apply some grace to me, people. I critiqued myself as well. I listened to it as well. There are many, many minty, minty episodes that I am listening, wanting to pull my hair out. Like, oh, Sharana, let her finish. Sharana, ask that question. So I get it. I appreciate your critiques. I feel some of them come from a really good place with some of my listeners. And some of y'all just going to critique because, you know, you just need to with, you know, no positivity behind it. But it's okay. I'm just glad you're listening. And I hope that you will continue to listen as I, the host, improve and learn how to corral my excitement when I'm talking to certain people and just get better. You know, that's the goal at these three things podcast. The sisters, we just out here trying to get better. Women, we out here trying to get better. And it's okay to acknowledge that. I am not too uh, high up to acknowledge that yes there are areas as a host where I can grow and I can get better and again I do appreciate your critiques I do see them as well and so when I and as I improve I expect to hear back from some of y'all okay I got them I got the critiques but when it gets better now don't forget to reach back and be like yes sis I see you I hear you it's better you're doing good so I'm looking forward to those all right okay Let's get off into this week's episode where I talk about people that I like. This episode was really just born out of wanting to share with other women things that, because ultimately these three things podcast is a podcast for women. Typically it has been for the better part of its existence, a podcast for black women. And most of the women that I'm featuring, and there will be some men here as well, are black women that I just really, I, I gravitate to them. I love their point of views. I love their perspectives, their insight, their thoughtfulness, uh, their vulnerability, uh, their activism, their fight, their fearlessness, their love of Christ, their love to see other women free, and the ability to walk away when something is no longer serving you, the ability to just say, bye. I'll move on and do my own thing. And I'm okay with that. And a lot of these women that I am sharing with you embody that they embody those things and they're people that I like. And then the guys, Ooh, I can't wait to share with you ladies, a group of guys that I think you'll want to sign up on clubhouse and start to listen to and be a part of if for nothing else than just to hear these brothers voices. Also, too, men who have grown, men who are vulnerable, men who 
uh, do work that I like and that I've always loved and admired men who love the Lord and share the Lord in a positive, hopeful, uh, constructive way, a simplistic way that I think really embodies a lot of what we need uh, in this world today. So I picked people that I liked and I'm sharing with you those people. And maybe in your free time, you'll look up some of these people or maybe listen to some of the uh, things that they do and enjoy them as much as I enjoy them. So let's get started with this week's episode with people that I like and why on these three things podcast. Enjoy. Are you looking for a place that teaches straight from the word of God that can help you live your life to the fullest in God's kingdom? Look no more. Check out Ecclesia Ministries located in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, where Apostle Terrence Lyons is the pastor. You can either visit with them in person at 910 Ridgely Road, Suite H in Murfreesboro, Tennessee on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Or check them out on one of their social medias. Ecclesia of Murfreesboro on Facebook, Ecclesia Ministries of Murfreesboro on YouTube, or you can request to join their private Facebook group, Exclusive Ecclesia, for more in-depth teaching and their full Sabbath messages. The kingdom of heaven is truly at hand, and Ecclesia Ministries of Murfreesboro will help to equip you to live in it, God's kingdom, God's way. Queens, kings, and good people, let's go. Let's talk about people that I like and why. These people will be listed in no particular order. I don't have a first to the last of people that I like. I'm actually going to just talk about them in the order that I'd written them down. Some of these people you will know, but I'm just sharing with you why I like these people and what I think are special about these people and why I choose to follow them, why I choose to listen to them, why I respect them. First person I want to talk about is a sister who is tiny, but she is mighty. And her name is Tamika D. Mallory. Many of you already know when I say her name, who this powerful young sister is. But for those of you who don't know, Tamika is recognized, you guys, as the civil rights activist and community organizer of our time. This past weekend, her organization that she helped co-found Until Freedom organized a rally this past weekend in D.C. called the Making Good Trouble Rally. And the rally was centered around the black vote and us staying woke in our vote in the black community and us not being uh, complacent with our vote and understanding the power of our vote. The rally was also about the laws that are intended to be put in place to keep us from voting, to make it harder for us to vote. And I love that she is passionate about that. I am a supporter of her organization until freedom, a percentage of all t-shirt sales on this podcast is donated to the organization until freedom, because it is my way of supporting the work that this sister does. Uh, Many of you will remember Tamika last year in her state of emergency speech uh, that she spoke in the wake of the murder of George Floyd. 
Uh, That speech was dubbed by many the speech of a generation. And I could go on and on and on about the accolades and the support that she showed for Breonna Taylor's family from the beginning to the very bitter end, from going to jail multiple times trying to see justice for Breonna Taylor's murder. But you guys will know all of those things and you're probably And if you know who Tamika D. Mallory is, you probably support her for the same reasons. But on a personal level, Tamika is one of the people that I like because of this sister pushing past the fear of losing her life. I am positive that she is aware that every time she steps out on her platform to speak on behalf of the black community and fight for justice in the black community, fight for voting rights in the black community, fight against police brutality for the black community. Her life is in danger. And I have so much respect for the fact that Tamika has decided that our lives and our community and our culture is worth it. Uh, I listened to the podcast that she is a part of with uh, one of the co-founders of Until Freedom, a guy by the name of My Son. Uh, they do a podcast together called Street Politicians. They talk with various people about various things from the street perspective and how it is affecting our community. I love the fact that Tamika is one of those people when she gets it wrong, she's not afraid to step out and say, this was my intention. This is how it turned out. And this is what I've learned from this. And this is how I will be moving forward. I love the vulnerability in that. I love the fact that she's not caring about her makeup and her hair being done. If there is something that she needs to address with uh, our community in the moment, right when it's happening, something that needs to be said, she comes and she speaks about it. And it's not about pomp and circumstance or look and appearance. It's about um, the movement. It's about the work. It's about the action. And I just have so much respect for her and what she is doing for us. And the fact that many of us in the black community, we feel a lot of ways about a lot of things. And we disagree with a lot that we see happening in our community. But not many of us are signing up to go risk our lives to fight it. We may fight it in our own little way that's comfortable for us. We may donate like I do, because while I love our community and these three things podcast was started because of my love for black women and desiring to see us in better relationships. I can't stand here and say at this time that I'm willing to lose my life for that, though. And this sister understands that this is the place in which she is moving daily and has accepted it for our community. And I encourage those of you who are listening to me, UntilFreedom.com is the website for Tamika's organization. And if you believe in the things that she stands for and you support her and you Uh, respect the work that she is doing with all of the people who work with her, who stand beside her, who are also founders of this organization, then go and donate, go and support the work that they are doing to fight for the rights that we need in the black community that should be ours. And that is why Tamika D. Mallory is on the list of people that I like. The next person that I like is a woman by the name of Demetria L. Lucas. I don't know if many of you have heard of Demetria L. Lucas, but for all of you sex in the city people, 
uh, especially you black women who have loved sex in the city over the years, Demetria has been deemed the black Carrie Bradshaw. She uh, lived in New York briefly. She's actually living in California now, but she lived in New York briefly. She wrote blogs about just the movement of black people in the city of New York. She's written a couple of books called Bell in Brooklyn and Don't Waste Your Pretty. But uh, this sister is hilarious. I didn't find out about her from any of her books or uh, the reality show that she was once on. I found out about Demetria from her podcast, Ratchet and Respectable. Now, those of you who are listening to my show, if you are looking for a new podcast to listen to from a sister who keeps it as straight as I do on my podcast, you got to go listen to Demetria's Ratchet and Respectable podcast. It is hilarious. She talks about everything on the show. She basically breaks down what's happening in the world week to week, whether it be from a political standpoint from a sports world standpoint, from a musical standpoint, just whatever's going on in the country, she talks about it. If it's controversy, she's talking about it and she's giving her perspective on it. And let me just tell you, she's hilarious. She pulls no punches. She loves a good cuss word. Now y'all know if you've been listening to these three things podcast, one of the things that makes me happy is a properly placed cuss word. Don't judge me. It just makes me happy. It makes me laugh because cuss words sometimes just make me laugh. And she does an amazing job of placing cuss words in their appropriate places. She is really funny, but this is the thing that I really love about Demetria. Demetria is thought provoking. She's not just getting on her show and bantering about a bunch of things that's happening in the world and just talking ratchet. And that's like, and her podcast has a great name, Ratchet and Respectable, because you're getting both. You're getting her point of view, which comes off very ratchet because she keeps it really, you know, she keeps it raw. She's very raw in the way that she expresses her point of view at times. But what she's a master at doing on this podcast is making you think about what's actually happening out here in the world by the way she discusses her point of view. There was an episode where uh, recently many of you may remember or you may have seen on Instagram where the comedian Monique had made a post about black women and us wearing our bonnets uh, out in public places and how we needed to not do that, that we were queens and that we come from a lineage of queens and that we need to represent ourselves in that way. When Monique had posted it, I liked it because I agreed with her. Because when I see sisters out with their bonnets on, I feel a way about it. I'm like, well, you can surely wear your bonnet out in public. I mean, you definitely have the right to do it. But should you? And Demetria gave her thoughts on the whole thing. And by the time she finished saying all the things that she thought about it, I still agree with Monique. But Demetria definitely had me like, hmm, well, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, that is valid. I mean, those are valid things. And am I trying to box a sister in and not give her the freedom and the rights to wear her bonnet if she so chooses? Am I lessening the rights of us as black women in any way? But her point of view about it is definitely thought provoking. So while again, her delivery is super ratchet, 
her point of view is very respectable and it makes you think. And that is ultimately what I love about her show, because you are going to hear what she has to say. You're going to listen to her point of view. And many, many, many times is going to make you take a step back and reconsider how you're looking at something or how you're viewing something, or you might even change your mind. And that's something that I just really, really appreciate and love about this sister. Her name is Demetria L. Lucas. You can follow her on Instagram in that exact same name. And if you get a chance to check out Ratchet and Respectable, please reach out to me and let me know if you love this podcast as much as I do. She is funny, she is thought provoking, and she is talented. And that is why Demetria L. Lucas is on the list of people that I like. All right, ladies, I'm super excited to share this next group of people that I like with you. Five brothers by the name of Theo, Ruckus, Josh, Veronzo, and Darian, also known as Black Bearded Men Reading, are on Clubhouse every Sunday night from 9 to 11 p.m., and then they go into what's called demon time at midnight. Let me break it down to you. For those of you who are familiar with Clubhouse, you can find these brothers on Clubhouse under the name Black Bearded Men Reading. For those of you who have never even heard of Clubhouse, you don't know what Clubhouse is, let me break it down for you. Clubhouse is an app that you can download on your phone. And all of the conversations, well, most of the conversations in Clubhouse are live. So when you go into a room and begin listening to the conversation that's going on, it's actual conversation that's happening in the moment. So there's rooms that talk about financial wealth, financial investing, book clubs that are out, great books that you should be reading. There are spiritual rooms where people are praying and praying for different things. There's rooms where people are talking about sports. There's rooms where people are talking about music. There's rooms where people are talking about just different conversations that they want to have. Surviving after a breakup or just whatever. The rooms are just, it's so many rooms. It's so many rooms. So you could basically thumb through all day and find all these different rooms where live conversations are happening, right? Okay, so on Sunday nights, again, from 9 to 11, these brothers are reading. And basically, it's a room for women where women can come in and request that these men read to them. Here's the kicker. It's for black women only. I have seen women of other races come into the room but only black women can request the read. Other women can listen to these brothers read, but only a black woman can request the read. I'm not sure why it's set up that way, but this is what they're doing in their room. So I'm just breaking down and giving y'all the one, two on what you can expect. So basically you can request a read from whomever that you'd like to hear read out of these five men, whatever it is that you want them to read. I would suggest if it's your first time to the room, take a moment and listen to all of the brothers read so that if you are going to request them to read something, you kind of know who you'd like to hear read whatever it is that you want them to read. So the reads can be scriptures out of the Bible, which I've heard that can make you weep 
in the way that these brothers read it. I've heard songs, uh, love songs that will just make you miss somebody that you haven't seen in years. They read uh, excerpts out of books that are just powerful that will make you go and buy a book and want to read it. They have read poems that will make you go and look up a poem, which they did me uh, one night I was listening just to see uh, the poem and read it again myself. And they just sound beautiful. Now I'm going to go ahead and give you the heads up, ladies. Ruckus is the biggest requested voice to read. If milk chocolate had a sound, it would sound like ruckus. And all the ladies feel that way. So ruckus gets tons of reads. I requested one of my favorite songs, which is Sade, Is It a Crime? And I had Josh read it. And I thought that he did an amazing job of reading the song. These brothers put the appropriate inflections in at the right time. Uh, they say they read the songs with feeling. Um, and it's just a beautiful thing to hear. And at first, when I heard it on Demetrius podcast, I was like, well, I mean, how great could it be to hear, you know, a bunch of brothers reading? But there really is something emotional about listening to them read whatever it is that you're asking them to read. It's just different. I can't explain it. I don't know why it works. But trust me, every Sunday night, that room is full of women requesting that these brothers read to them. And then what's really so beautiful is at the end of each read, when you thank the brother for reading whatever it is that you requested for him to read to you, he says things back to you like, you're worthy, you're welcome, queen, you deserve it. Thank you, queen, you're worthy. And ladies, let me just tell y'all, you, <laughs> you would think that some of the women on this, in this room are at a, at a concert with all of the gushing that goes on when these brothers read. Now, it's nothing that's over-the-top sexual unless you go to demon time at midnight. I usually get off on the midnight because then that's when, like, some of the women start requesting more explicit songs, which if that's your taste, stick around and listen. I think it's definitely at least worth a listen the first time just to hear some of the stuff that goes on after midnight. They try to keep it respectable because some of these brothers are actually married and you know, obviously they're not about to blow up their home by trying to read a song uh, in Clubhouse for you, but it gets kind of funny. It gets interesting. And then sometimes it gets extremely emotional just listening to them read. So Theo, Ruckus, Josh, Veronzo, and Darian, also known as Black Bearded Men Reading, are awesome. They are talented and they have the most beautiful voices you could hear on five brothers and that is why they are on the list of people that I like. Hey, this is Sharon Reeves. You're listening to these three things, people that I like. I'll be right back. For almost a century, Scarrett Bennett Center's historic Gothic campus has been a choice location for dream weddings in Nashville Consistently rated one of Music City's best places to get married by The Knot, Wedding Wire, and Toast of Nashville, Scarrett Bennett Center offers three timeless venues for your wedding, a 20-person elopement chapel, a 300-person wedding chapel, and a breathtaking garden. 
From rehearsal to reception, Scarrett Bennett Center is ready to help you create the intimate, historic wedding of your dreams. Visit our website at scarrettbennett.org forward slash weddings for more information. My next favorite person is somebody, as soon as I say her name, all of you are going to know who I am talking about. I love this sister because she is constantly pushing boundaries. She is confident. She is cocky. She is plus size. And she doesn't care that you don't like it. She doesn't care that you don't like to see her twerk. She doesn't care that you don't want to see her in a bikini. She doesn't care because her agenda is clear. Now, before I say her name, let me just say this. I'm a Libra, right? Okay. And our zodiac sign is the scale. And Libras are people who love balance. We love, we need balance in our lives. We function better when there's balance in our lives. But one of the traits that I really love about Libras is that we have the ability of putting ourselves in other people's shoes and understanding why they do the things that they do or can see why a person would do a thing. And I'm always super annoyed when I find or I have conversations with people that are incapable of ever putting themselves in anyone else's shoes and seeing anything from anyone else's point of view other than their own. But anyway, the person that I'm speaking about that is a person that I like is Lizzo. I love Lizzo. I love Lizzo's confidence. I love that Lizzo is basically telling the world, you are not going to wrap me up in clothes and hide me behind curtains and cover my body up to hide the fact that I am a plus size black woman. I am going to wear my bikini. I am going to twerk all this body on Instagram if that's what I choose to do. I am going to go braless. I am going to uh, be big and loud and obnoxious if that's how I feel. I will not hide world so that you can be comfortable. And I love that about this sister because there are so many plus size black women out here who feel like they cannot show their sexuality or that they're even seen sexual or that their bodies are insignificant or not seen as attractive or not seen as valued or pretty. And I love the fact that Lizzo is basically taking that perception and balling it up like a piece of paper and throwing it in the trash. Black women, we are told all of the time how we are insignificant in many ways, maybe not always verbally, but in many ways in this country, we are devalued. We are told that we're not significant, that we're not pretty, that our features are not pretty, but yet we continually watch other cultures pay for features that we have naturally, and then we'll culturally appropriate them as their own as if they somehow had all of these things that we've possessed for years. We are told if we're not a size so-and-so that we're too big. Now, 
if you've been listening to this show, you know I'm from the South. We just big down here. We thick down here. And I don't know if it has something to do with the food that we're eating, collard greens, cornbread, macaroni and cheese, all these things that we eat and we're, we grow up with down here in the South. But we are. We, we, we got bodies down here. We're thicker down here. I am actually more used to seeing a sister who is thick than I am seeing slim black women. That's that's just been my experience most of my life. And so many times I see I see so many black women not being comfortable with their size. And I love the fact that Lizzo is breaking those boundaries. She's pushing those boundaries. She's making people look at plus size black women in a different way. And you may not agree with the methods that she's doing it, but I don't think there is any other way to kick the door down for our plus size sisters to be seen differently. And I love the fact that she's taking it up on herself that y'all not going to box me in. Y'all not going to make me be how you want me to be. I'm going to be full. I'm going to be a full woman and all that I feel about myself from a body standpoint, from a sexual standpoint, from an artistic standpoint, from an emotional standpoint, I am going to show. I love the fact that she is even vulnerable at times and responds back to her uh, fans when she does post something on social media that she gets, you know, a lot of negative comments about that hurt her. I recently, I think it was like a couple of weeks ago, was scrolling through Instagram and I saw a post where she had uh, she had cried about some comments that people made about her and something that she posted. And she acknowledged that the words are hurtful and that she's human and that she feels it, but they weren't going to stop her from being a bad bitch. And I appreciate that about her because it is time for all of us, especially our plus size sisters, to come out of those boxes we, we, we can't be held in those boxes. Be your full self, live your full life. If you want to twerk in your bikini, as long as it's not going to cost you your job <laughs> or put you in no bad situation. Cause I mean, Lizzo is an entertainer, so she has the freedom to move a little different than most of us, but I'm just saying, live your best life and don't be afraid to be seen as you are because you are beautiful as you are. And I feel like that is the message that she is trying to live out for herself, but also share with other plus size black women who look like her girl, you beautiful, you a bad bitch, go out here and wear what you want to wear, go out here and be free. Do not let the world box you in and tell you who you are or who you aren't be you and do you. And if they make you cry, that's fine. Shed your tears, pull yourself back together and continue to be a bad bitch. We can agree to disagree with her methods, but as a Libra, I understand what this sister is doing and I appreciate it. And that is why Lizzo is on the list of people that I like. Okay, so the next person that I'm going to share with you guys as a person that I like is a comedian. A lot of people don't find him funny. They think that he's annoying. Uh, they just don't think that his brand of comedy is funny. I actually find him funny. He does make me laugh. I am one of those type of people that will listen to a comedian and I laugh in my brain, but physically you don't see me laughing. 
He is a person that physically you would see me laughing when I'm watching him. That is how much I appreciate his brand of comedy. Uh, I think he's silly sometimes, a little over the top sometimes, but overall, I think he's funny. But the reason why I really, really love this guy, and he is one of the people that I like, is because of the growth that I have been hearing in this brother's podcast. And I'm talking about Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart has a podcast out now called Comedy Gold Mines with Kevin Hart. I stumbled up on it one day on Pandora when I was looking for something to listen to on a walk. And he has had some amazing interviews on this podcast. Let me just tell you, if you haven't listened, go back and listen. He's had Steve Harvey on. He's had Monique from the Queens of Comedy, Adele Givens from the Queens of Comedy. I listened to the episode the other day with Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall. And y'all, I laughed until I cried. Eddie Murphy is still as crazy as ever. He's had Cedric the Entertainer on. He's had Earthquake. He's had Marlon Wayans, Tiffany Haddish, um, Bruce Bruce, David Letterman. Let me just tell y'all, I have always loved me some David Letterman. But what I love about Kevin Hart in this podcast is the growth that you hear in him, his ability to talk about his mistakes and lessons that he's learned as he's gotten older, separating himself from people who were ultimately going to cause him to lose his family. And then just having the mindset to know that these were people that I need to let go and talking about the realization of that and talking about the role that some of these people have played in his life. And he shares it in bits and pieces with different people uh, in his episodes. And I find that Kevin Hart is a great interviewer. Like he asks the deep questions and that's the whole purpose of this podcast, Comedy Goldmines, is that he's not talking about jokes. This isn't necessarily a podcast that's meant to be funny. It's meant to get into the minds of some of the best comedians out in the game. Some of the people that we know, legendary comedians uh, that we know. He did an episode with Jerry Seinfeld where Jerry he, he asked Jerry Seinfeld who had his ear or who was he paying attention to in comedy these days. And Jerry Seinfeld says something that just completely blew me away. He told Kevin Hart, he said, you know, he said, a person that I've really been paying a lot of attention to, who I feel like we just did not realize his greatness when he was here with us, was Bernie Mac. Jerry Seinfeld was telling Kevin Hart how he had been listening to and watching everything that he could get his hands on on YouTube about Bernie Mac and really just appreciating the genius and the comedy of Bernie Mac. And I couldn't agree more. I think that I catch shows, the Bernie Mac show on television sometimes, and I too think, wow, Bernie was such a talent. You know, you catch life on HBO every once in a while, and the role that he played as Jang Lang in life, and you just see the genius and the talent that was Bernie Mac. And so the conversations on Kevin Hart's podcast, Comedy Goldmines, is really deep. And Kevin Hart is sharing a deeper part of himself and the growth of becoming this mega star and having all of this notoriety, but still making, you know, mistakes like a young person and how it affected him and how it 
hurt the people that uh, he loved the most. He talks about the situations with his dad and his broken places and places where he's had to heal. And I will tell y'all, I am always about people who grow and aren't afraid to talk about their growth and realize that they need growth. I am always for a brother who evolves. I think that's a beautiful thing. I say this all the time. You can't be in your 20s broken and find yourself in your 40s and 50s and still broken. It's too much therapy going on out here in the world to be walking around in brokenness for decades. And I love the fact that his guests on the podcast see his growth as well and they talk about it and they talk about deep things. I remember there was a piece in uh, his episode with David Letterman where David was talking about people always say great things about Kevin Hart, but looking back over his career when he had the David Letterman show that people uh, didn't really like him as much. He was always nervous. He was always anxious about the numbers and the ratings. And if they weren't number one, you know, he was a tyrant sometimes. And looking back on that and just regretting that he acted that way. I just appreciated the transparency in those two men talking about evolving as men and being better husbands to their wives and uh, better fathers to their children. I just respect it. I respect Kevin Hart's hustle. I respect his work ethic. I respect the fact that he is reevaluating his work ethic and how it is affecting his family and how much more he's needed at home as opposed as opposed to being on set. I love it. I love to see it. I love to hear it. And if you have some free time and let me just throw another podcast at you that you may want to go check out Comedy Gold Mines with Kevin Hart. I listen to it on Pandora. It may be on Apple and Spotify and all of that. But I listen to it on Pandora and it is a great podcast very reflective and it takes you into the deeper places of some of your favorite comedians and you learn things that you didn't know I love the growth in Kevin I love the vulnerability and I love to see a brother talk about it and that is why Kevin Hart is on the list of people that I like So the next person that's on my list of people that I like is a young sister who I have really started to pay more and more attention to because she constantly comes up on my YouTube feed uh, when I'm scrolling through and looking at things and listening to different messages. She is the daughter of mega pastor T.D. Jakes, and I'm talking about Sarah Jakes Roberts. Uh, Many of you already know who she is. I'm sure a lot of you know the backstory of how Sarah became pregnant at 13, had a baby at 14. Even in spite of that, she graduated high school at 16 at the top of her class, uh, went on to college, married an NFL player, was in a really toxic relationship, uh, had a baby out of that marriage, and now she is with her husband, uh, Torre Roberts, who is the pastor of, I think the name of their church is One Church International uh, out on the West Coast in California. I love this sister. I love what this sister is about. I love her backstory. I love the message that she is sharing with women all over the world. She is a New York Times bestselling author. I just downloaded her latest book, Woman Evolve, because I loved the message that she is sending in this book. She is challenging us as women to evolve from the things that we feel like 
uh, were bad things that happened to us or things that hurt us or devastated us. She's challenging us to evolve and use those experiences to become the women that we were created to be. And I think that's such a powerful message for women to hear because so many times we deal with things that crush us and we don't always know how to come back from it. I have people in my life as women that I know are just stuck, went through a divorce and they're stuck. They don't know how to move past it and continue on with their lives. I love the army of women that she is building, positive, solid, successful, confident, resilient women who are overcomers. I think her ministry is beautiful. I love to hear her speak. Any of you who have had a chance to listen to her speak, you know what I'm talking about. She pulls you in in the way that she teaches the word and shares the word. She is such a teacher of the word. And I really appreciate that about Sarah. I'm looking forward to really sitting down and getting into her latest book and hearing more about what God has placed on her heart to share with us women on how we can use all of these things in our lives to help us evolve into who we're called to be. What can be better than that? And y'all know on these three things podcast, I'm all about seeing women evolve and seeing us grow and seeing us become better woman evolve sarah jakes roberts love this sister love her message love the support that i see from her family for her ministry i wish her nothing but the best and i thank god for what she is doing in the hearts and the minds and the spirits of so many women in this country. When Sarah speaks, she is speaking from a true place of having to overcome and become the woman that God has called her to be. And this is exactly why Sarah Jakes Roberts is on the list of people that I like. The last person that is on my list of people that I like is a sister that I have looked up to for a long time. And that sister, and I'm just going to go ahead and say her name because I want to get off into the reason why she is a person that I like. And that's Jamel Hill. A lot of people will think that I love her from ESPN. I have a sports background. I grew up uh, playing basketball. I coached it for 20 years. Jamel has been involved in uh, sports writing, journalism, journalism. had a show that she co-hosted on ESPN, His and Hers, uh, for a while. We all know Jamel from ESPN. We all know the work that she's done. We all know that she received a lot of backlash for calling former President Trump a white supremacist and that he surrounds himself with other white supremacists. She took a beating for that, and while The people at ESPN were going to overall support her because they saw her value and her worth and the work that she did at ESPN. Uh, It was Jamel's decision to leave the show. From everything that I understand about that experience, Jamel chose to leave the show because at the end of the day, she felt that her place at ESPN no longer served her and she could no longer serve them in a capacity that was productive. And for that, I have to give this sister a lot of respect because 
For someone to be on a platform in an entity as large as ESPN, and we all know that ESPN is a massive brand. If you are on that show, everybody knows you, everybody knows your name. It truly is the bedrock of all things sports in the United States of America and maybe even abroad, maybe even worldwide. It's the bedrock. It is the cornerstone. And we know that for a black woman to walk away from that because it's no longer serving her is just huge because too many times as women, whether we're black or white, we stay in situations that no longer serve us. We stay in careers where we should have been gone. We tolerate things that box us in and never allow us to reach our full potential. And I just have so much respect for Jamel for walking away from such a large entity and trusting that there's something else around the corner that is suited just for her. Jamel should be a lesson to so many of us as women when we have to just let go and let God, we have to let go and trust that something better is there for us, that new doors will open, new opportunities will present themselves. Since she's left ESPN, she has a show with Kari Champion on Vice TV. She is a contributing writer for The Atlantic. And I don't know how many of you have been paying attention to this or not, but Jamel recently just signed a deal with Spotify to create the Unbothered Network. Now, Jamel has a podcast that is called Unbothered, but with Spotify, she is creating a network called the Unbothered Network. It's a podcast and production company that centers black women as an audience. And y'all know, for me, that is huge. And so the last person that I'm featuring on my list of people that I like and why is Jamel Hill. She is a queen. She is a trailblazer. She is an example. And that is why Jamel Hill is on the list of people that I like. Hey, that's it for this episode of People That I Like and Why. I'll be right back with these three things. That does it for this episode. So if this is your first time tuning in, I'd love for you to subscribe and hear all the other interesting topics we're going to be talking about in the next few weeks. Hey, I am Sharana Reeves. You are listening to These Three Things Podcast, and it is time for These Three Things. Number one, support a cause. Ladies, what do you support? Is there a cause you care about? Is there an initiative you want to join? Do you realize women push this country forward? Do you know the power you bring when you stand up for a cause? Laws are trying to be passed right now to have authority over our bodies. Why do you think they want to control us? I can assure you, sis, it ain't about pro-life. It's easy to look at what's happening in the world today and throw your hands up. It's easy to look at the shape of things and ask, what can I do? Well, queen, you can do a lot. Now more than ever, women have the opportunity to be the change that we need and want to see. A black woman and her efforts turned Georgia to a blue state. 
Black women are the reason we have a black vice president. Sis, you're a movement by yourself, but you're a force when we move together. We cannot get complacent in doing our part to set the stage for those behind us. Your pod assignment is to find a cause that matters to you and support it, be it donating or participating. Go be the force and the reason we break through these walls because that's exactly what happens when we support a cause. Number two, bet on you. One of the reasons why Jamel Hill is on the list of people that I like is because she is one of the few black women I've seen walk away from the seemingly big stage. And it's fair to say that an entity like ESPN is the big stage, right? When you've given it so many years and so much effort, that can't be easy. When you know that who you are and who you have to be can no longer be contained in an environment or be a productive situation for you or those in that environment, and you choose to walk away. It takes a level of trust, a level of self-belief, faith, and a level of confidence in yourself to walk away. And ladies, we can apply that to so many things, right? Relationships, friendships, et cetera, et cetera. No matter what we're walking away from, walking away can be painful and very necessary. But what Jamel's actions really said to me is this. I'm going to bet on me. I'm going to bet on my skills. I'm going to bet on my work ethic. I'm going to bet on my wisdom. Her actions said to me, I'm going to believe that this isn't the end, that my best is in front of me that God has more in store for me and that I can be true to myself and benefit all parties involved. I've always known what Jamel Hill did from being in the sports world and watching her on ESPN a lot, but I began to pay attention to who Jamel Hill is after she walked away from ESPN. Things have turned out well for Jamel. She didn't disappear, didn't lose confidence, didn't give up on her dreams. She bet on herself and leveled up. And I respect that. I'm sure it wasn't easy, but betting on yourself can never be wrong. Queen, I hope you have the courage to bet on you too. Number three, push boundaries. One of the things that all the people on my list of people that I like have in common is that they all push boundaries. Whether writing a blog about black women or black men reading to black women, they're not afraid to put it out there. From giving a state of emergency speech or challenging women to evolve, they're not afraid to speak on it. Pushing boundaries is uncomfortable and it makes people uncomfortable. But if everybody is comfortable, how are we progressing? You might not agree with the way that Lizzo pushes societal boundaries, 
but you may not have the same struggle that she and women who can identify with her have. If things have always worked in your favor, what should those who haven't had that luxury do? Boundary pushers are necessary. Societal norms may need to change depending on how society sees, values, and treats you. It's easy to judge the way those who push boundaries seeking change, freedom, equality, justice, rights, or opportunities go about their work. But keep in mind, many of us walk through the doors those boundary pushers opened. So if you're not in the business of pushing boundaries to make space and room for yourself and others, I suggest you follow the advice of the great Atlanta poet, Ludacris. Move, bitch, and get out the way. All right, queens, kings, and good people. That's it for this episode of These Three Things Podcast. Thanks for listening to the people that I like and why. I also want to thank you for your patience this past week or so for me to get my systems back up and running. I'm probably going to do a whole episode on getting hacked and what that's like and how you can make sure that that doesn't happen to you. It was a whole situation. But anyway, thanks for your patience. I'll be back next week with a new episode and an on-time episode of these three things. Have a great week.